Here we go. Broadcasting from Edmonton's majestic used hubcap district. I just can't pull off a onesie. No, neither can I. Uh-huh. Uh, that's not good. Kids today with their inline skates and their long boards that roll over everything. Totally weird and wild. It works, but it's weird. You know what's underrated? Ravioli. God, that's awful. It smells like smoke coming off someone's ass. I guess I'm getting the vibe here that a lot of people had these lofty dreams and no one lived up to them. I get that feeling, too. Oh, it's so good to laugh again. I God, do people not know I'm at work? The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. I'm the operator with my pocket calculator. Is this working? Yeah. (laughs) Woo! I'm Garner Andrews. That's Bryce Kelly. We have a podcast. We have jobs, too. Barely. Yeah. It almost didn't seem like you had one today. When I came into the building, that was weird. So my card key let me in, but the mainframe... The computer system here was like, mm-mm, I don't think so. So I couldn't log on. And that was just a you problem because I was swimming in information and... I had to change my password today, Bryce. That's the problem. I changed my password on one computer. I went to another computer, logged in fine, went back to the other computer, and it's like, not so fast. And it kicked me out. Then I had to call HR. HR is like, you need to call tech support. So I called tech support too. And then finally, I just did it myself online. Good. On my phone. Using your own data like a chump? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, I'm back on the mainframe again, thankfully. Here's the trick. And I probably shouldn't say this into a microphone. Okay. But I feel like you use a different word every time. Because we have to change our password. Now it's like every few months or so. Yeah. I, I come up with a new word, new punctuation marks and numbers to put in. I make my, I think I make my passwords too complicated. I think you do because the trick that I do, I have one word that I've always used. And then every time I just juice the number up by one. So what are you at now? Sidney Crosby, 239. I'm at, uh, <laughs> I'm, my number is 104. The word is a mystery. Ooh, I'll bet you I could guess it if I tried hard enough. Probably not. No, it's a good word, but yeah, 104. Hmm. Yeah, I gotta. I'm gonna. I'm gonna simplify my operation. I don't know. It was just. It was kind of a crappy way to start the week. Yeah, it kind of. It's one of those things you realize how much we really lean on these yeah. computers for. I don't know. Ninety nine percent of what we do. Well, all the work that I had completed for the show this morning, I wasn't able to access it for the first ninety minutes. I was just freestyling. You're like a, a carpenter without his hammer. Mm-hmm. Is what you were. I'm like uh, the pilot of a crippled airliner trying to land without runway lights. It's the exact same thing. Like, can you do it? Yeah. Is it going to be pretty? Probably not. Do I want to do it? Mm-mm. I'm not comfortable. Anyway, uh, so the weekend's over. You saw my pictures? Yeah, so your weekday started rough, and you came a little rough out of the weekend, too. Yeah, I was kind of in a bit of a B mood when I got here today. It was, you know what it is? Did I talk about it in the podcast Friday, that my beautiful bride was out of town? Suddenly, my weekend had become a blank canvas because I wasn't going to Saskatchewan. So you decided to do I decided a feature that, wall. Yeah, I did a feature wall. In our main floor bathroom. And by feature wall, I mean what I did. If you Google shaker panel wall, that's what I did. Just a little detail on a wall. Yeah, and it looks spectacular. It does look good. I keep going back and looking at my pictures. When I need to pick me up, I look at my pictures of my work and I'm like, (laughs) 
I did that. Damn, that's good. Garn, that's good. You should be proud of yourself. And I was proud of myself. Very proud of myself. Your children agreed with you? They, my gifted children, were both like, oh my God, that looks fantastic. So I just shot a little video and... Uh, and I'm just like, hey, and this was for my wife. And I just said, hey, I made our bathroom awesome. I hope you like it. I'm really proud of it. I worked real hard. And uh, I sent it to her. A few minutes later, I get a text back thinking, oh, here we go. It's going to be thumbs up. And it was, uh, it just was her saying, hmm. <laughs> that it was seems- it. There was no punctuation. It, it, wasn't, it wasn't like, hmm. It was, hmm. Because you even put it on your Facebook. Yeah. And it seemed to get universal praise. Oh, yeah. But uh, not from her. Nope. No, it's like the time she went away and I painted our front door bright red. <laughs> and she, <laughs> she, maybe that's the problem. Maybe I got to stop doing these things when she leaves town or she'll never leave town again. So I don't know. I think she just needs to see it in person and she'll be wowed. Do you think? No, it's gone too far now. I think that it's to the point now she's she's not going to ever be able to come and go, oh, yeah, that looks really good. Her response kind of said it all. Maybe she'll be like, oh, uh, are you sure this is level? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Nothing stings more than that. Are you sure that's level? Uh, oh. I wonder if she knows that I have a podcast. Like, what if she listened to this right now? <laughs> I don't think she knows. I'm sure you're fine. I'm sure she'll like it because it does look good. And believe me, I was looking for mistakes. And did you find any? No. Okay. No, it looks good. Uh, Anyway, that was my weekend. It was good. How was your weekend? I, for the first time, I went into a mall without a mask on. Oh, great. Now you're bringing disease into work? I carried it in my back pocket in case it got really hairy in there. But, uh, man... I felt weird. I felt naked. I felt like I was breaking all the laws. You know what? The one thing I want to mention here too, and it just came back to me, is the one thing you said, you went and met up with another friend of yours mm-hmm. on Saturday night. And there's this, I don't want to say the name of the place, but it's just kind of a, it's an average strip mall pub. It's It's, it's actually, a neighborhood bar that- Maybe it's, it's below average. Would it be average? The food is shockingly good. The clientele is, you're like, hmm. Yeah. I better uh, keep my eyes on to myself here. The one thing I want to bring up, and everybody within the sound of our voices right now will agree on it, and I don't understand why, why more restaurants don't do it. You said you got the nachos, and they layered the cheese. Yeah. That is the sh- most important part of nachos. Shockingly good nachos at this place because they completely layer, and, and they really kind of fried it up real good, too. Yeah. Yeah, this thing, I couldn't believe when she— Plopped it down because it was a full order of nachos. I was like, that's a full order? Oh, my God. We didn't even finish it. Really? I couldn't believe. It was so cheesy. Like, was it, did she, Did you have to sit at a special concrete table to support the weight of the nachos? Is- I think all our drinks almost fell over when she put it down. <laughs> wow. No, it was A-plus nachos. And the key to that, yeah, is getting cheese on all levels. Have you ever been in a place and you're like, yeah, can I have the nachos? And can you... Can you layer the cheese? And they look at you like you have nine heads. It's like, no, that should be standard. If you're going to run a pub, layer the cheese. Nothing worse than having that top layer. That's great. And then you just have a bunch of dry chips after that. Yeah, I can sit at home and eat a bag of Tostitos. I don't need to come here and pay $19 for this. Although I have noticed my nacho game has changed to the point that my go-to, it used to be the salsa. 
Now it's the sour cream. Really? That's my go-to dunker. I'm all about the combination of the two, but I get grossed out when they get mixed together. I mean, they're all going to the same spot. They're all going to come out the same door. I just don't understand why I get so grossed out when the salsa gets in the sour cream. From time to time, if I'm feeling really squirrely, I'll spring get the guacamole. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. Only on payday though, right? (laughs) Only on my birthday. (laughs) Do you remember your first drink in a bar? I don't remember it specifically. I... I just ordered beer. I I seem to remember having a lot of Rickards Red mm. when I was 18 at Shanks North in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Why are they giving you a gift card or something here? Or? I was actually bummed. I drove past it recently and they cut it in half. And now half of it's like a party city and the other half. Because it, it used to be like one of those giant shanks that had bowling lanes in it. Indoor mini golf. It had everything. And I think they've really cut it now. Yeah. Like you'd be sitting at your table. And a foursome of mini golfers would be standing right next to your table. Yeah. And you'd be chatting with them while they teed off. It was very off-putting. Yeah. But I remember having the honeycomb pint glass of Rickard's Red. Oh, my God, yeah. Which at the time was, the other choices were like Molson and Coors. So it was like, it was Rickards, the most exotic beer you could have. Well, Rickard's Red, I think, was one of the very first craft brews <laughs> yeah. that you could get. And it's still out there, and I think it's still wildly popular. But it's not the only thing available anymore. I told the story how my first one was, uh, I was 17 years old and I was at a Christmas party at Hopkins Dining Parlor. I remember the name of the place in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. And uh, the server, she came up to me and she's like, what can I get you from the bar? And I was like, "Ah, the bar? I'm 17. And the first thing that popped into my head was a Harvey Wallbanger. (laughs) I will have the Harvey Wallbanger. I'm a grown adult over here ordering a Harvey Wallbanger. I don't even know what that is anymore. So we just started talking about the first drink you ever had. One person, or actually several people, um, said a marijuana milkshake. It sounds Did you illegal. Know what, well, uh, John wrote in and said it's a cream creme de mint paralyzer, but it's very bad when you mix with five or six beers because you can feel it curdle. Ugh. There should be a drink just called Clown Barf, if there isn't already. Is there a drink called Clown Barf? I don't think so. Because that's what it's going to look like when it comes. All these monkeys, lunch, electric popsicle, whatever this, marijuana milkshake. It's just going to look like Bozo honked on your shoes. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Uh, We were talking about this backstage. I was actually just talking to uh, Jason, the happiest man in the world, about this whole concept, about how people have forgotten how to behave in movie theaters. Boy, have they ever. Yeah, well, you said that uh, when you went and saw the Batman the first time, (laughs) people coming in a half hour late. 30 minutes late. Flashlights on. They're all talking during it. People are texting. Like, it was... Well, somebody else just texted too. Good morning, guys. Went to a movie yesterday. Is it just me or are people more disrespectful to others in the theater post-pandemic? I know that you've talked about it. Why do people have to get up four or five times during the movie? Do you know if there are any theaters where you can bring your own Bluetooth headphones? Ooh. How come that's not a thing yet? I wouldn't want headphones in my ears the whole time. It's uncomfortable after a while. And like the Batman's three hours. I don't want him in for three hours. No, that's true. And like I saw that thing in IMAX. I felt like I was in the movie. Did you? Being part of that. Catwoman? Audio system. (laughs) I felt like Catwoman. 
Yeah, the uh, I was saying to Jason when I was talking to him on the phone too, as we come out of the pandemic, it's too bad that there aren't those like the two or three dollar movie theaters. Remember there was those really cheap movie theaters? Oh yeah. And then you could reacclimate in a cheap theater. Like you'd have to go, you'd have to show proof that you've gone to three or four cheap movies before you're allowed back into a VIP. So you can learn how to behave in a movie theater again. Yeah. People got too used to just watching movies on their own time, pausing all the time, going to the bathroom a million times. You know what I figure is the the problem why people are getting up so much during movies is that now that they have those, what are, I can't remember the name of the machines where they make magic pop for you in the lobby. Oh, and you get to choose a bunch of cool flavors. Oh, what are those called? Why am I brain farting so hard on that? Because I want one in my home. But I think that's what it is. It's like before when you wanted a refill, you had to go up to the counter, stand in line. You had to beg for a refill. And they'd, they'd size you up and go, yeah, you can have a refill. So it took some time, but now you can just run down the stairs, go out to the lobby, do it yourself, and be back in your seat again. And I think that's why so many people are getting up all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a similar idea to the one I had. Just about, you think of, there's two years worth of pimply-faced teens who have never really been in a discotheque, into a bar. Yes. Late at night, and they just don't really know yeah. that I wanted to open a bar called Training Wheels, where they learn how to order a drink at the bar. Yeah. How to properly tip your server. What did you call your... Uh, training Wheels. Training Wheels was the name of the bar. Yeah, you go there for a few times. You have to get eight punches in your Training Wheels punch card before you can hit, like, Midway or something. And then you can go out on the town. Yeah. Okay, that's a good idea. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Just two guys watching the world go by. Your idea for the bar. What was it, Training Wheels? Training Wheels, yeah. I thought of this last year just because there's a, a wave of... 18 to 20 year olds that have never really been out to a bar. Yeah, they've never been in a bar or nightclub. And now that things are kind of wide open again, you're starting to see things fill up. Like I drove down White Avenue on Saturday night and the lineup to get in some of those bars was monstrous. And a lot of them won't know how to behave. So it's just a bar where they can go a few times and you're taught how to order a drink at a busy bar. Do you remember your first time ordering a drink in a bar? No, I think I just kept it. I remember having a lot of Rickards Red for just some Just because it was easy to say. Yeah, yeah. I'll have a Rickards Red. <laughs> I still, well, I've told the story before, too. The first time I was ever offered a drink, I was 17 years old, and I was working at Shopper's Drug Mart in Moose Jaw, and we had a little Christmas get-together in a restaurant, and uh, the server, she came to me, and she said, what would you like from the bar? I'm like, <laughs> from the bar? And that's when I said, Harvey Wallbanger, please. <laughs> I'll have a Harvey Wallbanger. I don't even know what that is. I don't even know. But I just remember hearing it in a movie or a sitcom or something. And I thought, well, okay, that's that'll be my drink. 17-year-old Garney, that's his drink. Harvey Wallbanger. But somebody just texted, too, and said, speaking of uh, Bryce's idea for a new bar, first time I went to a bar, I asked for a highball, not knowing that I wanted an actual drink. One highball, please. I would like a highball. Uh, I'm 42 now, so maybe I should come learn at Training Wheels. Well, yeah, you're never too old for Training Wheels, the bar. No, it's a good thing to know that you can't just walk up to a bar and also say, I'll have a beer. Yeah, that only happens in movies. Yeah, no, they'll be like, we have 90 beers on tap. Yeah. Narrow that down a bit. Do you like a Session IPA? Do you like a, is that a thing, Session I, Session Ale? Yeah, yeah, sounds like a thing. You have questions? Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly have answers. The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Uh Oh, we were talking about 
The uh, Bryce had a million dollar idea back mid pandemic, I think. It was last, it was, it was about a year ago. And it's a brilliant idea, but we need the same thing for movie theaters. But your idea was a lot of young people turned 18 during the pandemic. And then all of a sudden, when bars opened up again, they had never been in a bar before. They didn't know how to behave, they didn't know what to do. And Bryce's idea was to have a bar called Training Wheels where you learn all the bar type things, how to order a drink, how to tip. Yeah, because when you think about it, normally, you know, turning 18, it happens sporadically and Mm -hmm. uh, you have friends to lean on who maybe have a bit more experience. Now it was just a wave of people with complete inexperience. Yeah. And this would teach you how to, if if the bar is really loud and you've been waiting for 20 minutes to get up there and order your drink quickly and easily. Yeah, simplify your drink order. That's very important, too. You don't want a complicated drink, that's for sure. Yeah, knowing what a highball is and how to properly Mm -hmm. order one. Also knowing that you can't just walk up to the bar and go, give me a beer, like they do in movies, because they probably have at least 26 uh, craft brew on tap. So you need to dial that in. Um, And then we just started talking about, do you remember the first drink you ever ordered in a bar? And when I said that a few minutes ago, three messages in a row from people who were like, electric popsicle I don't even know what an electric popsicle is but it sounds very very sweet yeah it sounds like one of those ones is mostly juice yeah I would guess yeah I just remember drinking a lot of Rickard's Red at Shanks in Northwest Calgary yeah in the honeycomb pint glass yeah I remember that but you ordered Rickard's Red because it was there was alliteration there it was easy to remember I think it was the most exotic beer at the time too yeah it certainly was uh, wouldn't it be funny now if you could go I don't know go on a business lunch and with somebody maybe uh, the head of HR is coming to town and you go out for lunch one day order an electric popsicle with your lunch do people still drink at lunch order a sex on the beach <laughs> in a business meeting for you and the person from <laughs> HR sex on the beach for everyone please for the table yeah let us know how that works out won't you Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Stream them live weekday mornings online at sonic1029.com. Hey, Bryce, a few minutes ago, I got a text message from Nora. It says, I was literally just driving and I have no idea how I got so far into St. Albert. Like I just zoned out. Do you ever do that? Holy ass. Happy Monday, Nora. And what's really funny is just on Saturday, I was talking to my neighbor, Brian. We were having this conversation about that same thing. When you're on the highway and next thing you know, you're like, do we drive through Lloydminster already? Like maybe not Lloydminster because nobody drives through that town easily. There's like 200 stops. But do you know, like, have you ever done that before? Oh, yeah. I've never ended up in a different town or anything. But, you know, there are times where you end up at home and you're like, Jesus, I don't did remember. I stop at red lights? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And I remember, I can't remember what it was on. I heard somebody talking about this once and they said, no, it's fine. It's like it just driving uses a different part of your brain. You were probably still very alert, very aware of what you were doing. But the other part of your brain was off somewhere else, you know, on a beach vacation. It is horrifying. So it is. You almost want to circle back and drive the route again to make sure there's no trail of carnage behind <laughs> There's not an 18-car pile up in an intersection. (laughs) 
caused by you? You're listening to The Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. They're trapped in your phone forever. Uh, Ryan is on the phone. Uh, where are you, Ryan? What's up? What's going on? Hey, we're, we're like on the same wavelength this morning, guys. I like the conversation that's going on. <laughs> Which one? Uh, well, no, they like both. Because it's the thing where you drive somewhere, like you go from wherever to downtown, and you're like, geez, did I stop at light? And did I slow down at the appropriate light so that I don't get a ticket? <laughs> it's amazing how you can check out like that and, and not leave a trail of destruction and carnage. I know, right? And I, I had the same thought that Bryce did. It's like, man, should I circle back? And just make to sure make sure, not, like a person lying on the ground or something, like, and everything usually works out fine. Yeah, usually. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly podcast. Uh, it was Saturday night, and I uh, popped over to my neighbor Brian's house, and we're watching Supercross, you know. And his son asked me the question, "Hey, Garner, are there more wheels or doors in the world?" I didn't know that was a thing going around on the internet. I thought that his son was just inquisitive about wheels and doors. And now that I know that that was a thing that was floating around on the internet, I've become obsessed with it, and that's all I can think about here this morning. It's, what are there more of? It's so unimportant, too. It's like, I think about this building I'm sitting in right now. It's just a sea of doors. Like, there's a lot of doors, but then you look in the parking lot, there's a lot of cars out there. And, uh. Anyway, I want to stop thinking about wheels and doors. I want to think, you know what? That leads me directly to another question. If you were guaranteed the answer to any one question, what question would you ask? You can only have the answer to one question. Would it be, is there life after death? Would it be for lottery numbers? Are aliens real? Or would it be to know exactly how many doors and how many wheels there are on the planet? What would you go with? Thanks for listening to the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly Podcast. Theme music by Garner Andrews. Guests of the podcast enjoy old candy in a jar that's unlabeled. Mmm, mystery candy.